If you know you should be using social media to market your business, brand, or side hustle, but you're feeling overwhelmed and confused, then this is the podcast for you. I'm Johanna, your go-to girl for all things Instagram, and here on the podcast, we talk about not just the gram, but also social media, personal branding, and digital marketing. So stay tuned, we're about to dive into the next episode. I have to say there are few things more satisfying or motivating than spending a bit of time on a Sunday or Monday and planning out the next week. I've realized that I created a really consistent workflow for myself and it helps me stay on track, be productive and not waste time. So I'm not saying my method is correct or better, but it's just what I do and it works for me. So hopefully it helps someone else too. And that's what I'm going to share with you guys today. First of all, let's talk about what kind of planner you need. For this method, you can definitely use either a digital or a paper planner. I like to use a paper planner. I used the Best Self Co brand in 2018. I liked it for school. For 2019, I've been using a brand called Bel- Belvedere, which I bought at HomeSense, but you can also find it at Indigo. And then for 2020, I ordered from this company called Evo Paper, which their planners totally check all my boxes and I was so excited about it. However, it never arrived and then I tried to contact the company twice and heard nothing. So would not recommend Evo paper even though they look really good. And now because I'm in Bali, I likely won't be able to get another planner. So I think I'll be switching to a digital calendar, which I guess is for the better anyway, you know, saving paper and stuff. Uh, But I really like pen to paper, so I doubt it will stick, but I digress. Let's talk about what I look for in a planner. I'm wildly picky about these things. So in order to check all of my boxes, a planner needs to have a coil spine or at least lay really nice and flat on the desk. It has to have rip off tabs at the bottom of the pages so that I can just quickly open it to the proper week. And no, I don't like the ribbon string going through the book alternative. The planner has to be very minimalistic. I like neutral colors. I don't want to see these bright colors or tabs or patterns. So goodbye to the Erin Condren planners and those other teacher kind of ones. And it has to have hourly writing space. Ideally for me, 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. or even more would be great. I really seriously like to plan my days to the half hour. Last requirement is that it is smaller than eight and a half by 11, which is the normal size of a piece of printer paper, but big enough to write within each half hour slot without it looking messy. So as you can see, I don't ask for much. Uh, The Belvedere platter actually checks all these boxes and I wish that I had just bought another one, but then I started to think I wanted a planner that had one page per day, but actually in hindsight realized that not being able to see my week laid out would make me totally anxious. So one week spread per per two pages is the ideal layout for me when it comes to a planner. I got a lot of recommendations on Instagram when I asked what planner people recommended on my stories, but I found that the Passion Planner Evo paper and Belvedere were my top choices. Obviously the Evo paper totally dropped the ball and also randomly Staples and Amazon have some options that are very mm, correct, but they're also really corporate looking. So I might try a passion planner when I get back home to Canada because that one was good. It was just a little bit more expensive. Anyway, let's dive into what you are here to learn my four steps to planning your next productive week. So The first thing that I do is I schedule in reoccurring events. So with my blank slate, that is my one week spread, I start by filling in any locked in time slots, such as reoccurring meetings or workout classes that I know I'm going to be going to. And I color code stuff, but I'll leave that up to you. I use purple for the gym and dark gray is my client work. Green means a work meeting. Orange is my content. 
Pink is for like errands and cooking and meals and light gray is it fits like a tentative plan that I might have to write over. So secondly, once I have those obvious 100% commitments written in, I create a master to-do list. So on a separate piece of paper or uh, in a Google document, I do a huge brain dump of everything I need to do during the week. I think through each of my clients and then I identify what I need to accomplish for them. I also list any errands I need to run or meetings I need to set, calls, household chores, grocery pickup, everything and anything goes on this list and you don't have to worry about the order. Just type it, write it all out. I also cross-reference my last to-do list from the week before and then I move over anything that didn't get done. So I look back at that list, I see what's been crossed off or not and then I move over anything that needs to. Um, I tend to continue to use this to-do list page throughout the week and I just write down any thoughts or ideas or other tasks that come up and I always put them on the to-do list before scheduling them into the calendar. So once you have your master to-do list written out, you've just brain dumped everything you want to get done this week, step number three is to assign a day to each task. So next I go through the list one item at a time and I write down the day I want or need to accomplish that task on. I usually start with the obvious ones that I know need to be done on a specific day and then I go back through the list a second time and kind of fill in the blanks. So you might notice that your Monday task list is a little long and by Friday you don't have as much left but things will probably come up through the week or things that you thought would get done by Wednesday might spill over. What you can do is simply on your master to-do list, write down Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, beside each. Obviously, you can just write one letter that indicates what day of the week it is. I usually use different pen colors for the days of the week so that when I'm looking at that list, I can quickly pick out all the Mondays because I know it's all the orange M's and then pick out all the Tuesdays because I know it's all the pink T's or whatever and then from there, step number four is to fill everything into my calendar. So I open the calendar back up and I time slot everything in. Um, for each day, I try and put the most daunting task first on my to-do list so that I can get it done. This always really sets the tone for the rest of the day and it keeps me feeling super accomplished because I know that that one thing that I wasn't as excited about is already done. Pro tip here when you're scheduling stuff into your calendar is to know how much time to schedule for one task. So I know how long to allot for my tasks because of an exercise that I did called time blocking. And time blocking allows us to measure how productive we can actually physically be. There's nothing more draining than an overfilled schedule of client work that doesn't get done on time according to what you set up for yourself. Cue time blocking. This is a strategy that I find super helpful to implement when you are setting up your business because it helps you determine how long things actually take, aka you just have to do it once and you'll be good. But if you've never done it before, then now is as good of a time as any. So what you're going to do is you're going to plan to time block for two to five days in a row. You can print out a basic table that basically just has a square for every half hour to 30 minutes. And then as you work through your day, you're gonna continuously be setting a timer for every 30 minutes. And at that 30 minute mark, you're gonna write down everything you accomplished in that time. Sounds super tedious, but it actually happens really quickly. And when you have five full days of that to review, it will become super clear how long different tasks actually take you. So. For example, I found it pretty much takes 45 minutes to an hour for me to make one Instagram post top to bottom, which means editing the photo, writing and formatting the caption, prepping the post, adding hashtags, and then staying on the app for about 15 to 20 minutes after posting in order to engage. So that might be a lot longer than you assume. It seems like putting up an Instagram post just takes a couple minutes. However, there's a lot more to it. I found from time blocking, it also takes me roughly 90 minutes to write, edit, and format a blog post or a writing piece for a client. 
So time blocking will also help you bill clients if this is applicable to you. Whether you bill on a deliverable or hourly basis, it's important to know how much you can get done for your own financing and for the sake of giving quotes when you're talking to new potential clients. I have a really basic time blocking table that's just in a Google Doc that you're welcome to use. You would have to go to the blog that is for this podcast. It's also called How uh, Four Steps to Planning Your Next Productive Week. So if you go find that on my website and scroll near the bottom, you'll find that time blocking table and you can use it for yourself. Okay, friend, it's time you go plan your next week. I hope this strategy works for you and I hope it sticks for you because this is something that I've done every single week for probably almost two years and it really, really is how I get my stuff done. So thanks so much for listening and we will chat soon. This podcast is proudly supported by my free download for your personal branding strategy plan. You can grab that at johhhanna.com slash personal branding strategy. And last thing, I'd be totally thrilled if you'd rate my podcast and leave a review. I'm just getting started, but I have lots to say and you'd really be helping a girl out. Chat soon and until then, I'll see you on the ground.